Hello, and welcome to uh, an episode two of the show. This is a pilot episode that came out that I shot actually with Fiona in February, came out recently, and people really liked it and wanted me to continue it, and so here I am. We're doing another point in conversation. Uh, today, I have a very lovely guest who I'm a massive fan of and a little bit intimidated by. Uh, you know her for her work, uh, obviously working <laughs> fantastic Daredevil art, uh, Halo Forever, uh, or Halo Infinite art that's recently being published, which I can't wait for mine. I'm hoping it's coming soon so I can have it ready for the game. And of course, just a wonderful person, Nerf Alice. How you doing? Hey, hey. Uh, thanks for inviting me on. <laughs> Uh, Would you call this episode two then, or episode one? Is it pilot <sighs> one? You know How what? are you going to number them? I, I think the pilot would be the first, so I think this will okay. be this will technically be officially episode two. So episode two, cool, cool. And I have, of course, I think the perfect person to talk to because, again, uh, like I said, I'm a massive fan of you uh, in terms of all the different art artworks that you do, um, the different fandoms that you love, the the fact that I think I think you're just a wonderful person and wonderful Twitch uh, streamer that just has so much joy when you're making your art and sharing it with you know the people in the crowd. So enough gassing up. Alice, <laughs> can you please tell me briefly, who are you? <laughs> um, so I'm Alice. I uh, draw stuff on the internet. I love being a fan of things, no matter what they are. And I'm all for just, if you like something, love it and just be vocal about it. And just don't apologize for <laughs> liking things. <laughs> no, that's that's wonderful. Um, where do you feel like that start for you? Like, uh, growing, growing up with all the things that you like, I mean, when did you come aware of sort of like your fandom per chance? Um, so like, I, I remember playing, um, like with Pokemon cards in school, mm-hmm. um, when I was still in like primary school, this is going to be like eight, uh, <laughs> we're going to have like different parts of the ocean. So primary school is like maybe until like ele- age 11. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like um, playing with like Pokemon cards then, and like playing Pokemon Blue and all that type of stuff. But there weren't like many other people in my school doing it. But I still enjoyed it and would talk about it to anyone who would listen. <laughs> and then that kind of I don't know went on to like Yu-Gi-Oh when I moved up to comp, and then um, I would talk about it to anyone who'd listen. <laughs> <laughs> And we had like the uh, Sailor Moon phase and Card Captor Sakura phase. And I don't know, I've just always liked a range of different things, maybe not for a very long time, but as I've liked them, I've loved them and very happily try and share that with other people. No, of course. Um, in terms of your earlier phases, like how, how did you get introduced to them in the first place? How did you get introduced to the Pokemon? Were you a gamer? Were you playing the games? Were you getting the anime? Is probably my closest thing that I first you know saw Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a um, TV show called like SMTV Live, which mm-hmm. was um, like Saturday morning television, and Pokemon was played on that. So potentially through that, sure. um, my sister had a Game Boy, so I really wanted a Game Boy. <laughs> so I remember playing, um, like, in my head, I spent hours playing Pokemon. But, and and I like, got stuck in a cave and couldn't get out of the cave. And then, like, that was kind of the, my end of my Pokemon yeah, career. That, that cave uh, is hard for, especially for went, early people yeah, playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I went back and I, I got to that point in about, like, two hours or maybe even less. I was like, gosh. I'm sure I spent forever on this cave. No, it's it's the Dark Souls <laughs> of Caves. It's the Dark Souls of Caves. It's so tough. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are probably through probably through TV. I'd say same with same with Yu-Gi-Oh. When I got into like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff, it was on TV. <laughs> I just liked it. Would you say you're an anime yeah. fan, or is it, or sort of just sort of the generalized ones that are shown on those Saturday morning cartoons, like? I'd say, yeah, very much just uh, um, what's been like on, yeah, Saturday morning cartoon type sure. of anime. Um, my, my friend was like super into anime and um, like she was the one that kind of got me into like Sailor Moon proper and, gotcha. and card captors and stuff. And then like I read a lot of the Sailor Moon manga because she had like a huge collection. Um, 
but then like when we drifted apart because we went to different secondary schools Mm -hmm. so we drifted apart a little bit so then like maybe the type of anime I watched kind of got less and less and less and it's only been like the last couple of years say like four years that I've tried to like reignite that and like like go out and try and watch more anime type of thing but yeah I, I wouldn't say I'm an anime person although it's part of like maybe my history in fandom stuff um i wouldn't say like it's a fundamental part of like my wide things i like (laughs) i think the saturday morning cartoon ones are just ways to trick you into anime (laughs) because they're obviously you know very set similar to all the other ones that you you that come out but there's some anime and there's some really deep anime that Mm -hmm. i definitely have never been a part of but that that is funny what what drew you to pokemon specifically was it the animals was it the designs like what was it that made you like keep playing or keep going? I think, um, I think it was the animals. They're, they're kind of <laughs> cute, and <laughs> I, I think it was that type of stuff. Um, Are you a like, fan of animals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I do like animals. Um, I like my favorite animals are always like the little bit of like the the dumb ones. Like if, if the, <laughs> like if it looks a little bit ugly, but sure. Like, you i i love them shout out your platypuses out there yeah yeah um (laughs) so i think i think it's that type of thing they're kind of cute looking and i i remember like following the story a little bit (laughs) but i i can't remember like the proper story of what goes on with pokemon i just remember like an episode and (laughs) well if you yeah i feel like every time you play games like it's the same story it's like a person goes grabs the badges they get to yeah Yeah. though i did love you know watching at least the pokemon anime when he gets to the final four and he loses i was like oh Mm -hmm. that is real life right there (laughs) that is how that goes uh sorry i'm just making sure my phone doesn't go off because apparently decides not to go off when i want it to when we were starting this uh podcast earlier but even so but we're here but we're We're here here. we're here Uh, um so growing up and obviously there's differences between both you and me you know living obviously far distances from each other i of course remember watching uh cartoons uh on the wb and then you said what was the name of the the channel you said Uh, smtv live and is that something that's like ingrained in you like for me wb is ingrained in me in terms of like the logo and stuff like that so what else was on the lineup for back in the day if you remember oh Oh goodness! Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 SMTV live thing, they had like lots of like skits, so mm. I can remember all of those. Like I rattled them off, although it been very little to so many people. It was like uh, those, little, Jack, those little things and, mean so much yeah. to people. That's why. <laughs> um, like wonky donkey, and like people would phone in and like have to guess what like this rhyming thing is so if it was a donkey it was one leg it was a wonky donkey and i don't know just like just the whole the whole um show is just like bonkers and a lot of fun was that like a local yeah. thing like to your area or was it like syndicated like i want to say uk i want to say uk, UK specifically wide. okay yeah <laughs> um yeah i'm sure there's other tv shows that were part of it but i remember like pokemon a lot like associated with that morning show yeah like they're they're linked together Mm -hmm. my memories (laughs) uh so we talked a little bit obviously that who you were so who were you in primary school or growing up as a kid were you you the nerdy kid were you just sort of normal kid and then nerd stuff comes to you like (laughs) what what made you to who you are um i mean i suppose i was like a little bit nerdy but not terribly um I would kind of be friends with most people. I was just kind of like there. <laughs> oh. Um, like probably not in a, not in a bad way, but um, I think I just kind of like assimilate or adapt to like whatever situation I'm in. So, like it was it was me and like my my best friend Fran. So we were like we were like besties. But then they were off sick a lot because they um, like were ill quite often. And then I would go like make friends just like with whoever when they were off uh, <laughs> and then like they'd come back to school and i'd be like right okay i'm gonna play with Fran now <laughs> like, bye <laughs> <laughs> but like not not in a, not in a mean way it's just like um i just kind of find a reason to hang out with anyone type of thing 
Um, but yeah, like when I was in comp, like my first year of comp was just like just a tricky year for me anyway. But by the time I like settled in, I would say uh, like maybe I was kind of like part of the emo kids, but not really like one of the emo kids, emo kids. <laughs> sure. That's all yeah, I'd like spend um, like lunchtime, like me and some other guys would go to the like the French room and play Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that went on for a bit. So like that's kind of nerdy, but I I don't know. Like I was quite academic as well, but I I was just pretty pretty normal, very average. You know, you you clicked into something obviously that I grew up with as well, which is uh, the emo phase or emo group now mm. for you what what was exactly that for you was it changing clothes or was it the music um what are some things that you've gone through that you you, you associate with the emo face <laughs> um so yeah like cl- clothes and music um like i had like really baggy like school trousers but really flared baggy school trousers sure. that were like ripping at the bottom mm-hmm. um i had they have the ripped it was even everyone- cooler Pardon? If it ripped even further, it was like, yeah, it's oh, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, the, the belts with, like, studs in. Oh, yes. Like, like checks. Um, and, like, etnies. Were they etni shoes? Oh, yeah. I had, I had the shoes that everyone else had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I dyed, like, a, the front section of my head red for a bit. I felt cool with that. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, we, we had a really cool um, place um in my hometown which had like an under 18s like emo night so that was that was the best so that was just like really loud music all under 18 um like night on oh, no, i think it was like a, a i want to say it was like a thursday night so it was like a school night as well <laughs> we'd all go to like the um the club and have like a proper like a proper good time Wake up the um, next day, <laughs> just like yeah, like I don't know if I can make class. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but then I always didn't see myself as like as much of a cool emo person. Um, yeah, there's hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every I feel like every subgroup also has a hierarchy of how cool you mm. are depending on what how far you go towards it. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh man, he's got a tattoo. I don't know if I can go that far. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I, w- I wasn't like one of the ones that were like, um, I wasn't smoking. Sure. I didn't have like a proper like emo haircut, haircut, like as much as I could get was that, that red strip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't really wear like too much eyeliner or something like that, but I, I remember. So there's, there's no hidden photos of you just like straight, like the crow or anything like no. that. <laughs> No, not quite. Like, again, like, I'd, I'd just be, like, quite kind of average, but maybe a little bit in the emo group, but not properly. Sure, I sure. don't know. <laughs> what kind of, uh, what music were you listening to at that time, specifically? I mean, Green, Green Day, um, mm-hmm. Blink-182, um, that type, that type of stuff. No, for uh, sure. 741, it's, Alien Ant Farm. I, like, love that, I love that you mentioned Green Day first, because I remember... Uh, in high school, like the very first day of high school, I put on the television and it was a, one of the the one channels that used to play music videos. And the music video was American Idiot played mm-hmm. for the first time. And I was like, that's my song of getting into high school, my whole new phase of life. And so that definitely like resonates with me personally. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that was the start of a whole new phase of my life. And the phase is I'm going to start wearing darker clothing. <laughs> <laughs> So that that resonates with me for sure. Yeah, like how emo were you? Were you like, oh like, man, one of the cool emo kids? Or? I um, I would no, I definitely would say it wasn't cool because I I wasn't into smoking, I wasn't into getting tattoos. I still to this day don't have any tattoos. Granted, I want them. I'm just very terrible and very picky. One year I'm like, I want a Doctor Who tattoo. Another year I want a, you know, Jack and Sally. And I'm like, everyone's got Jack and Sally, especially in this scene. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. my chemical room, you know, like all types of different permeations. Eventually I will get a tattoo, but for right now, I'm clean. Um, I would say it's, I had a weird, weird thing where like I was very much into the fishnets. And I would just totally just wear them in class and yeah. totally and paint my nails too. And everyone, and this is, uh, like 2004 to 2008 mm-hmm. is my high school period. And so, mm-hmm. you know, things are not where they are today, but no one questioned it, which was 
which I find refreshing, <laughs> given you know where I grew up and where I, yeah, where I came from in the South Side of Chicago, because we're all like all on the same level, and so no one really kind of questioned what I was doing, and even I was like not sure what I was doing. I was just like, this is just androgyny, just because like what, and it's really just because I was emanating obviously things that I was watching. Like I was a huge mm-hmm. fan of My Chemical Romance, but I was also a huge fan of um, bands like uh, From First to Last, who of course is the uh, le- he's Skrillex. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which he used to wear fishnets and stuff like that, and baggy hair and hair like all like this. Um, and then, of course, uh, My Chemical Romance, AFI, Thursday, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, the coolest thing that I ever got away with as an emo person was uh, I would have Iron Maiden vans, uh, like the slip ons. I had a blondie shirt, and I was those, but- <laughs> it was one of those schools where he had a button up. So, I would just okay. unbutton all the time and just the blondie shirt. And I remember getting my hair um, straightened at, at the in the principal's office. Like <laughs> that is a memory that I have that I can't believe that happened. I remember, How? <laughs> I was totally cool with my principal. He was a total nerd like us. Like he was actually giving me 3ds or no, it wasn't 3ds. It was DS games and let me play. It was like electroplankton. He let me play that once, and he were totally cool. And then a bunch of girls just like did my hair uh, inside the principal's office. <laughs> And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had my moments. I definitely had some hairs and I definitely wore some clothings. I was always still like, I'm not that cool enough. I'm not as cool mm-hmm. as that guy. Like, I, I always idolized my friend CJ, who, like, had the cool, like, dicky pants that were, like, frayed at the bottoms and then, like, had a hat with a cool thing. And I'm like, I want to be that guy. And I could never feel like I emulated it. But as much as I try, even in my later years with red hair and, darker clothing uh <laughs> i still am uh, never on that cj level that i've always wanted to be <laughs> was there anyone that you were trying to emulate or anyone that was a uh, style reference to you uh i don't know but like probably the similar type of stuff like just in terms of um like kerrang like the the music channel mm-hmm. and um like just having that on all the time and i mean uh, I think it was called like Extreme Sports or something. There was another TV channel which was just like a lot of just like skateboarding and snowboarding and like loving that as well. So I think it might have like bridged the gap of both those things. Um, Are you a extreme sports did... fan? Pardon? You're an extreme sports fan? I mean, I definitely had a phase. I definitely <laughs> <laughs> like my whole life's just phases for just loving stuff. Um, That's awesome. But like I have um, old diaries from like that age. Really? And um, oh. I, I, I think I got rid of them. I think I was just like, I don't want anyone else see any of them. <laughs> I just got rid see, of them. you're lucky. Well, were you in the, also in the MySpace era? Where yes, yeah. Did, did you have a MySpace I had blog? MySpace, yeah. Did, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. I like reread and it was good to like remind myself, but then I, I did get rid of it. But there was a one page where I, I had like drawn like in my head, like what a cool person would look like. And um, like drawn like lots of chains and like lots of belts. And um, I think like that mixture of like maybe skate look and email look. And I just like, <laughs> I just listed all the things that would make me really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> I'm quite glad I've got rid of them, though. I'm I'm happy I I, I remember because I it was only maybe about four years ago that mm. I found them all again. But yeah, <laughs> I just got rid of it. <laughs> God, have you ever have you ever thought about? Because I know you drawn you have done self portraits for. Have you thought about mm. doing the self portrait of what you thought you would look like if you were cool? <laughs> oh, I mean, I could do, I could do. It's uh, uh, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things. Where I think we've we've touched on it a couple of times now, just chatting. Mm. Um, that how just like wanted to be cool was just so important to me. Yeah. Just so important to me. <laughs> like I don't think it mattered um, what type of thing I was into at the time. I just never felt like I was the cool version of that. Sure. Um, it's, uh, but maybe that goes hand in hand with the whole, the whole email thing as well. It's <laughs> 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 not feeling good enough, but um, it's uh, yeah. It you, is tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> no, for sure. Do you possibly remember like your main top eight from MySpace? My what? Your top was it top? Did, was it, yeah, it was top eight, oh, right? Yes. Oh goodness! Like, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was it because I know that people put sometimes would put their friends, but I know a lot of people put like movies and people and like celebrities and stuff yeah. like that. Do you would you remember anything that you followed strictly from MySpace that carried on? I wouldn't say so. I definitely remember like music starting mm-hmm. like when you first, and I'm oh sure I had God. Helena. Like my chemical room was Helena. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the music that would like autoplay. Yeah. Um. No, I can't remember any of my my top stuff. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's I don't. It's it's you know some of the stuff is lost to time, and if you even try to go back, it doesn't look the same. Um, mm. I've I've recently found well, not recently. I've had known for years that it still exists, but my MySpace is still out there and it is cringy as hell, and it is locked to stuff and photos of people that I'm no longer with. <laughs> They're still there, and it's I feel bad for any future person I end up with because <laughs> they better not look at that <laughs> website because it's it's awful. Um, the like, other part in the relationship, we're like, okay, I, I think we need to have a look at this yes. together, <laughs> together, so we know the context in case you find this. <laughs> I clearly look. People say I don't age. I listen. I promise, I age. Look, <laughs> this is different. Um, the other sad thing that I learned is that the MySpace blog still exists. And uh, years ago, I, I'm going to admit this finally on video, so people can find it because it's for, it's been rumored <laughs> throughout. Uh, Throughout time, but only because we're talking about MySpace in this era. But, you know, those blogs, right? The MySpace blogs? Mm. Not that long. Like, at least 10 years now, thank God. 10 years ago, I said, I'm going to collect all those and and I'm going to publish them. <laughs> and I published them with all of the grammatical errors and the angst <laughs> of a 14-year-old, 15-year-old boy just publicly. And I made a book. And uh, you can we could buy that on Amazon. I'm not going to tell you the title, but go ahead and search for it. Wait, what? You can buy it on Amazon. And uh, people, I've been in Zoom calls. I've been in actually in the kind of funny Zoom calls where people have read passages from oh, the wow. book. And, you know, friends like um, uh, Indie Boy and uh, MC Fixer, and they've all seen it. They've all seen it. <laughs> they've seen it. And, uh, yeah, it is out there for 99 cents. You can find it uh, out there. I'm sure if you Google my name, you'll probably pull it up. But it is bad. Mm-hmm. I was a bad bad writer uh to start with but have you is there anything on the internet that you that's my shame is there anything on the internet that you feel like is your shame you don't have to reveal where it is or what it is but is there well probably somewhere on tumblr probably somewhere (laughs) on tumblr that was like my second emo phase like when i went to went to uni we 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 regressed a little bit and then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's probably stuff on my Tumblr because I, I uh, lost access to it as well, so mm-hmm. I can go back and take a look. But I I can't can't change anything. Yeah, can't change anything on that. <laughs> That's yeah yeah. There's Some... probably. There's probably stuff. There's, there's some things I'm gonna have to get lawyers for. <laughs> I have to take down. That's... Uh, okay. <laughs> so po- post, obviously, you know, the emo phase being par- primarily in your uh, sort of. So, okay. There's primary school, which of course is for us elementary school or all the way up mm-hmm. to like till high school. What is, hi- what does high school refer to? Um, so maybe like our, our like comp or like secondary school. To final? Like, yeah. Secondary so school? Okay. It'd be, um, yeah, 11 to like 16. And Got then it. you have like college or sixth form. And that's where this. Our, us growing up is sort of like in that phase, right? Mm-hmm. So then, who who are you in in, in university? Who, who 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 have you evolved into? You butterflied into <laughs> into uh, university. Well, um, university take one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was I turned into pretty much a mess if I'm honest. So I uh, I finished uh, some of my sixth form or like college or whatever. So like eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, with like my A levels and like uh, chemistry, maths, physics, and art, and then I went to university to do chemistry, and uh, very fast <laughs> it went downhill. <laughs> um, I mean, it was a mixture of everything. It was like the freedom and the alcohol, and like self motivated myself to go to like lectures and to labs and to like put in the work, and that alongside me just losing complete interest in what I was doing and what I was studying just like my my first year was like a disaster (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> then I, like, I had the option to like reset some exams on like repeat the year and do that type of stuff. I was like, but I don't think there's any point because <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know if it'd be any different the next time around. Um, but like I met so many cool people. I don't regret going because there's mm-hmm. uh, so many friends I have now that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't gone. And then I had a year to kind of, I don't know, sort myself out a bit, sure. <laughs> decide what I want to do. So I did end up going to university again a second time to do politics. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was probably very boring the second time around. So I was living <laughs> at home. Um working and going to uni so that I went I probably fit the whole three years of a uni experience that first year the first time and then the second time I was just uh valuable and just kind of got the work done type of thing no that's that's good I mean you got all the exploration I think out there in your first half you got got through the second half what I'm curious about then what was the transitions for for your I know obviously art is your passion I I assume (laughs) what what got you into art um, so like I've, I've always loved drawing. I've always kind of been like the, the arty kid. Um, <laughs> like when I was in sixth form, I would spend my lunch times in the art room doing like working on my like projects and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of faded. Like when I went to university the first time, just because I didn't really have time to spend the next hours partying. <laughs> and then the, the, the second time I went to uni, um, it was more I didn't really do much drawing because I had the guilt. If I spent time like doing anything that was fun for myself, yeah. <laughs> it was that constant guilt of like, well, I should be working. And like I say it, and it makes me sound like I was like a really good student. I still wasn't that good a student, but <laughs> <laughs> I knew if I was just not doing reading that was for my degree, I had that insane like guilt and pressure. So art kind of stopped for a good maybe four, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Sherlock, the TV show, I was like, so I did um, a bunch of Sherlock fan art and that kind of got my spark going again. Um, and then it was when I, I was going to Canada for like, um, it was like my bit, very late gap year. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so like I got my working visa and went to Canada and in the airport I bought my iPad and then that was like the start of the next chapter like in the air- airport buy my iPad, bought the pencil, got Procreate, downloaded it in the airport. <laughs> and that's where my, my digital art career <laughs> kicked <laughs> off. And um, yeah, and then that kind of was like maybe my third phase of drawing and stuff. No, that's that's really awesome. What drew, so Sherlock, a show that I know very well, I've watched many, I'm sorry, I've never finished the show, only because I feel Moffat does a really good start but then mm-hmm. Moffat doesn't end things like like I like because I I love Doctor Who as well. Um, what drew you to draw specifically? You draw specifically people. I notice a lot like mm-hmm. focus points, especially like if it's like a, a person or a a, um, a a theme around like sort of a central character, especially when it comes with like Matt Murdock, which you're obviously a huge fan of. Charlie Cox given. Uh, um, what was it about Sherlock that drew you in specifically? Like, yes, I have to draw this. It's it's a hard thing to pinpoint. It's a hard thing to pinpoint, but it's what drives me a lot in my art. Like, as you said, I'm, I'm nearly always drawing characters because that's just what is exciting. Sure. And I think that, like, um, like, I do like a lot of sci-fi and fantasy and that type of stuff. But even then, it's the the people and the characters that I'm excited about rather than like, the locations. And yeah. to a lesser extent, like, the storylines don't matter as much as how the characters are experiencing the story sure if that makes sense so i'm very like character driven in how i enjoy entertainment um and then that's what like inspires me to want to draw um 
so yeah like with Sherlock it was just like a lot of like the the angst and the sadness and I was posting them on Tumblr and there's all this theories <laughs> I'm drawing like drawing John like really sad <laughs> and and stuff like that but it's I think it's just like my way of showing I I like something or my way of expressing my enjoyment or something is just trying to recreate it in a drawing picture mm-hmm. um and like, and I, I struggle to draw landscapes or sure. come up with original characters and draw stuff from imagination. That isn't really where my skills lie. So I think it's that as well. Um, it's like a comfort. It's a comfort zone. Sure. Um, but it's, it's so it's probably a mixture of everything like that. Like I like drawing faces because that's my comfort zone. I like the characters of these shows, and because they are characters I'm excited about, I want to draw them. That makes sense. No, absolutely. And I love uh, so in terms of what, what characters uh, you, that draws into it's the, the emotions, the feelings that they go through. Uh, Sherlock definitely is someone who struggles through quite a bit. Um, and Matt Murdock specifically, which we'll, let's let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about Matt Murdock. Let's talk about Charlie Cox. It just sounds like it's like people who are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, there's always that. There's that character arc, which is you know them going through some hard times, and then hopefully, hopefully for the release, some characters get that. Some characters do not get that. Um, some characters are, you know, go through some life and death situations and those are fun and watching them grow from it or change or not change, depending on who, who the character is. I assume a similar happens with you and Matt Murdock and obviously Charlie Cox specific. I think is a large part of it is Charlie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, wh- what are some other characters throughout your life? that uh, have also you drawn inspiration from that people not obviously in some from your your, your art but just people that you've <laughs> cared about like what are some other characters in your lifetime other than Pikachu um, <laughs> I mean when Pikachu died and Ash is crying <laughs> I remember crying so much of course um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think like I mean the sure. 10th doctor so David Tennant doctor was my doctor and I mean his arc and what he went through i i love as a character yeah and like how he left the show and if i'm not mistaken he, he said i don't want to go is that correct i still crying about that in my yeah, yeah. it's so oh it so hurts i don't want you to go ah! <laughs> it's like i like being sad no it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's i think it's just like the it's just the extreme emotions sure. there? and um uh like you just want to be there for them and support them and, and hug yeah. them and, and, and you can't. <laughs> no. And it's funny. I think it's funny. You, you says like, I like, be- like you say the phrase, I like being sad. It's not, I, like, I don't see sadness in the art. I do see the character, but I see mm-hmm. life and all this other color and this expression that you show. And it's funny that it comes from sadness. Um, so I do find that fairly, <laughs> fairly <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I think it's just the, the extremes. Like, it was, we would, me and the the boyfriends were in town earlier today, and I, I can't even remember how it how it happened. And he was just saying to me, like, like you're very sensitive, like in the nicest way, but you're very sensitive. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I I know, but I I think I prefer that. I think I'd rather like if something's sad, I feel very sad, or if something is happy, I feel very happy. And I'd rather be like very free to experience in those range of emotions than not feeling any emotions at all so no, for sure. um I, I think that kind of like leads into it as well if that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> no, i can't but... even remember what it was like i just felt sad for someone because i don't know maybe they walked past and they looked sad or they huffed or like it was literally something <laughs> like that i was like oh bless them <laughs> <laughs> that's tricky oh. <laughs> Uh, to redirect, because uh, I know that you, you brought this up and you're talking about the um, the place you're from. So obviously, me as American, me dumb American, uh, only know stuff of America. Can you tell me a little bit about the place that you live and your experiences mm-hmm. there? Yeah, so uh, I'm from like Swansea, which is like a city in South Wales, and sure. I've I've gone places, but I haven't gone far. <laughs> <laughs> you're in so, Canada, that's pretty far. You got in close. Yeah, so, like I've lived America's in Canada hat. for a bit. I've 
lived in London for a bit and I lived in Cardiff and Birmingham for a bit as well. So I've lived in other places, but Cardiff, huh? now <laughs> I am living <laughs> like 10 minutes from my parents' house, which is my family's house mm-hmm. and um, probably about 15 minutes from my primary school and comprehensive school I went to and my university I went to. <laughs> um, and it's a nice place. So if you like Google the Gower, you will see like how beautiful where I live is. Like it is, it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But the town itself and Swansea is a very tricky place in terms really? of like, it's not terribly like deprived although there's like underprivileged areas like i'm sure you get in a lot of places but um there's just not much here unless you um want to work like for the council or in like a a Mm. school or social care setting um and there's a couple of call centers or you work in like leisure and tourism and and that's kind of that's kind of it there's no like (sighs) I mean, there's got to be, there is some creative spaces, sure, but like you're not getting the opportunities here that you would get if you just go an hour down the road to like Cardiff or mm. four hours away in, in London. Um, so I, I love my hometown. I think I, I'm, I know how fortunate I am to live in such a beautiful part of the world, but it is very tricky to uh, <laughs> like have aspirations in certain fields if you live. In, sure. in my hometown. Oop, sorry. <laughs> I got I got my headset on. It's really putting me off because I can't hear myself speak. And then I just sound really claustrophobic. And then I'm doing this and it's falling off my head. It's, it's a mixture of everything going on. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it, it's funny, yeah, because I transitioned from this microphone to something else. And now I can't hear myself anymore. It was weird. <laughs> Wireless headphones and this just doesn't work. But, um, but now I'm back to the old one so I can finally hear myself again. Um <laughs> No, that's that's interesting, and and I love that you said that. You also you took uh, a time to then go to Canada, so you've actually traveled across the world. How long was that stay? Um, about about nine months. Nine months. So yeah, significant time. so I was in um I was in Vancouver for most of it, and then um, was renting there and had like a job in a coffee shop there, <laughs> and then when I had time off, I was going doing like lots of bits of fun. Um, it was. Then because I was in Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, I was able to go to PAX uh, in Seattle because oh, it's wow. just down the side. So yeah. that felt like a, a crazy cool opportunity that I'm also very grateful for that I was in like the right part of the world <laughs> at the right time for PAX. How was PAX? Which is, which is pretty cool. Um, it was amazing. <laughs> like it was, it was just so much to take in. It was so much to take in. Um, I got to meet a lot of like kind of funny people which yeah. is really cool um and i didn't i didn't even know just like walking around somewhere that big which is like massive signs for like all the games and i didn't really like queue to or line up of course. i don't use the word queue do you no no sometimes sometimes <laughs> wait, okay yeah. um wait wait in line to like play the games and stuff mm-hmm. um but just walking around and like taking it all in was absolutely like mind-blowing <laughs> Have you been to you've been to PAX and I, stuff like that? I've never been to PAX. I've never been to either of the three that are here in America. And then um, primarily the only the only convention that like for gaming wise I've gone to has actually been E three. I've been to E three twice, um, which yeah, talk about crazy experiences. The, those are definitely some wild things. Um, however, having the social aspect, like you're saying, like meeting with people and. Uh, kind of funny best friends. I've only accomplished that with the kind of funny meetups, uh, with in uh, kind of funny live three and then prom. Um, you've gone to some of the meetups in the UK, is that correct? Yeah, so I went to um, a London one, um, which was like pre pre just before pandemic, it's 2019. Wow, okay, and that was that was really cool, and like I, I got to meet people who I kind of knew from the internet yeah, and then got to meet like lots of new people as well. So like Fitz, um, we kind of like said hello in the queue because we kind of know each other from Twitter. And I was like, hi, <laughs> um, like Fixer, FNH Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to forget everyone's names, but like there's no, of course. so many people that um, 
like we'd, we'd chat i'd be like oh what's what's your name on twitter and it's like oh we follow each other on twitter yeah. <laughs> we know each other no that, that that happens so 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 much especially during those and it's so funny because like some people will recognize my face before they recognize anything else and i'm like oh yeah, yeah it's me how's it going <laughs> and that's actually how um kyle stevenson uh you know uh from the 61 and trophy room he recognized me because we were at the same bar uh, for an event at, at in, in SF, and then there was a wall that was just Twitter like hashtags. So like if you hashtag it, it would show up. And so I took a picture of myself. I was like, "Hey, if you find me, give me a drink." <laughs> and I posted it, and then he's like, "Mario, come over here." And he's no by the bar. Way. Yeah, he's like by the bar, and then he found me and bought me. Him and uh, John Smith bought me a drink. So that was really sweet. We got to hang out that whole weekend. Um, I'm gonna preface this for people that might not know. Uh, kind of funny is a internet group of, of individuals that we've all fo- uh, follow, uh, both me and Alice, and they're hilarious, fun. They throw events sometimes for public, and then we get to hang out. Hopefully, for people that don't don't know that. Uh, what was it? Like? <laughs> what, so what? <laughs> so this is why I want to transition to that for a second. What drove you to like? Yes, I'm going to go to a public event. <laughs> with front of strangers <laughs> to meet strangers um, or, you know, people that you've known on the internet, of course. Um, so like when I was, again, when I was in Vancouver, we mm-hmm. had like a mini meetup there, like not like an official thing, mm-hmm. but um, like uh, met Blessing and we was there. Um, I can't remember who else was there. It's really bad. <laughs> but <laughs> it's there, so many people was, so many times. Yeah. yeah. So. But um I already had like some sort of experience of going to something where like I, I wouldn't really know the people, but I know we like similar things. Of course. Um, and, but I, I knew straight away because it was one of their, their goals, like one of their start of the year goals was to go on their world tour. Yes, I remember that. And like when it was just an idea, I was like, I, I need to go. I got to go. So there wasn't like any sort of hesitancy or really? <laughs> or worry about that yeah I, I i just knew i had to go so that's incredible i was <laughs> nervous the first time because they came here in chicago um at a portillo's and uh i was i remember being in the uber and just being like what am i doing <laughs> like i'm going to portillo's and i'm gonna meet four strangers and <laughs> and i remember uh going there and it was the first time that i saw zyger who I heard his name a thousand times, you know, mm. all over the show. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're a real person. Hi, how's it going? And then meeting so many other people and being so welcoming. And we had a whole thing where we decided to go to, like, Navy Pier down here, which is a big um, uh, pier that basically has attractions and stuff like that. And we all hung out and had a wonderful time. And getting to know people on a personal level, which was strange. Because, again, just hours before that, I was scared and <laughs> tired and, like, afraid to meet new people. So all of a sudden, now I have this wonderful group of people that are integral to my life. So that, that's, been, that's been crazy. And then, of course, people, you know, I've been following me, you know, everywhere in terms of people watching. Hey, how's it going? And, uh, and that. And how's, how's that been for you for people to now recognize you as Nerf Alice? Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, um, <laughs> fine, fine, I think, um, and it'd be interesting to go, like, um, back to a meetup now I've met more people, especially over mm-hmm. this year, and, and have that experience again, um, but it's like, I, I know most people through Twitter first, so I mm-hmm. know people by, like, their, their Twitter names rather than their, like, IRL names, <laughs> And, and that type of thing. But um, like, if there's anyone, and this, this is not going to happen, but I'm going to say it anyway. If there's anyone watching this <laughs> who <laughs> ever like apprehensive about going to like any sort of meetup and an event uh, for kind of funny, or it could be something else, but I don't advocate for anything else because I don't know what those people are like. But for kind of funny <laughs> best <laughs> friends or whatever, I would definitely go. There's gonna, yeah. You're going to meet people who share similar interests. You have a good starting point because you've both made the decision to like, go there. And you can chat to people and everyone's so welcoming. And like, yeah, like being, being a little bit scared is fine. But I, wouldn't, I would not not go because you're nervous. Just do it. No, Yeah, just take the plunge. At the very least, you can walk in. And, and then if you're not happy, you can leave. You can just walk away. And then that's also very true. Go about your day. I was at a Portillo's. I could have easily have gotten the Portillo sandwich and just walked out. Done, done my thing. But 
Instead, I hung around and I'm still here and I still love everyone uh, <laughs> dearly um, and started a podcast with people. So there's that too, <laughs> which were pretty much everyone was a kind of funny best friend except for one. And I'll, I'll, I'll get him in there one day. I'm going to get him, <laughs> get him int- introduced. Um, what is something that for people that know you as Nerfalis, know you as the artist, what is something do you think is uh, unexpected about you that people should know about or don't know about? that they should know about? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have anything sort of that hidden <laughs> from that <laughs> Like I don't say like I overshare, but I don't think I have anything that's terribly hidden. Sure. I think some people are surprised by like my accent to when I'm from, if they, if we haven't like met in mm-hmm. real life before. Um, I think a lot of people might just assume I'm from America just because that's what they, they are perhaps. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I I don't think there's anything particularly hidden or deep about me. (laughs) 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 Pretty much. That's a quote. I'm not hidden or deep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like whatever I um, like tweeting or saying or doing is how I'm feeling or what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Like, No, you're authentically yeah, you. I, yeah, I don't really have uh, hidden talents or <laughs> interests. Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, your interest, because, well, uh, you know, your talent is also your interest, and your interest is also your talent, which I think is wonderful, the fact that you can express yourself in that way. Um, and how I think, like I said, you are authentically you. You are, you are who, who you say you are. We'll try to be. <laughs> yeah. I uh, hope I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how how has streaming been for you? I know that you uh, do some drawings in the morning and chat with the chat. How mm-hmm. how how has that been for you? I haven't been streaming as much as I'd want, and mm-hmm. um, like various things. It was like new job and moving house. Although those are kind of old excuses now, <laughs> rather than like <laughs> factually correct. Sure. Um, but I I love it. It is like like us chatting now. I know it's for I know it's for a podcast. I know it's for something. But just like chatting and hanging out with people, mm-hmm. like it just gives me so much energy, and I, I I love it. And I think that's my favorite part about streaming is just like I'm doing what I like by drawing. I'm chatting with the chat, so I'm having fun, and then hopefully I can make their day a little bit happier or nicer if they can hang out with me for a little bit. Um. But like I'm, I am a terrible streamer in terms of consistency <laughs> and and stuff. Um, but it, it is the type of thing like it's happened a bit recently where I'd like start a stream and you have the technical difficulties and you power through and you get through them. And the next time you go to stream, it's like, oh, should I? Because my microphone probably won't work, or then something else will go wrong. Mm. So like I, I do, I do get those those type of feelings and emotions as well i think like the main streaming thing i struggle with is if i know (laughs) if i know that people in the chat or people watching who i don't know then that weirds me out a little bit that's when i start to like second guess myself so like (laughs) tricks is always going on about me because like she is like practically my manager um (laughs) about like tweeting when i'm live and i'm putting like the stream out there a bit more but that's that's my my main sort of trepidation when I get like a little bit weirded out is when I'm not sure who is there. <laughs> gotcha. But I think that's the like the side effect and consequence of just being like part of like such a cool group of people that I have that reassurance and that safety net of knowing that cool group of people are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I think like my streaming journey might look very different to some other people's who don't have that fun friendship group or support group <laughs> type of thing. 
No, for sure. No, it's 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 so funny, especially you know with time difference that I make jokes about time travel. But it'd be great some morning, like especially during the pandemic, there would be mornings when I'd wake up, and I wake up in the morning, and the, the first thing I see is actually you're streaming, and so I'll pop in there, and then just enjoy my my, my morning afternoon while or no afternoon, my morning, <laughs> uh, watching you you know draw either Witcher or Daredevil or Spider Man or any of the, all the wonderful things that you draw, and just just having conversations with. The, with the chat and hearing you talk and it's just awesome and i love it <laughs> it was such welcoming mornings just have sort of like this doodle uh jam while i'm making breakfast <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i think that uh everything that you do in terms of your the way you talk to people the way that you, you're expressing yourself through your art i think it's it's wonderful and i hope to see more morning streams. just wake up and there's just more morning streams so <laughs> For sure. Um, I want to say uh, in terms of the future of Alice, of uh, Nerf Alice, where, where would you hopefully would like to see yourself in the next couple of years? And that doesn't necessarily have to be art or making that. I meant just in life in general. Um, like the last couple of months, I've been pretty happy. And yeah. if I'm just like as I am now in a couple of years, I think I'd be pretty happy then as well like I feel that I've got enough like creative avenues and I got like the um like Patreon prints I do in every month and like the streaming when I'm on on the ball and like just drawing things like <laughs> fan art and things that I enjoy anyway mm -hmm. and I got my my part-time coffee shop job and <laughs> like I've only been there a few months but I'm like I'm going into work happy like I'm happy to go to work I'm like I have a good day and I make people some coffees <laughs> and that is just it's going fine I'm enjoying it and I'm not making leaps and bounds I, I don't know if I'm gonna have any sort of career or savings or anything like that but at the moment we're like treading water quite peacefully and I got a cocktail in my hand and I'm just like treading water and I'm fine and I'm happy I'm not looking at how deep the water is I'm not looking at the boat over there like I am fine and if I'm lucky enough just to be in that same I am fine situation this time next year then I'm okay with that as well like I'm terribly unambitious <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want things to be fine and if I'm kind of happy that will that will do for me <laughs> no for sure okay well, I think that will bring us towards the end of our little chat here, a little our conversation uh, between us. Uh, I want to thank you again for spending the time. It's you know, it's a pleasure to not only bring guests and talk to new people on this. As someone who I've tangentially got to know via the internet, it is very nice to have just a one-hour conversation and talk about things in your life that we match and, and coalesce and things that we are totally new to each other. And uh, I love having these conversations. So thank you so much for being technically the official first guest. Technically, I, I tricked Fiona into getting the first episode. Technically <laughs> being the first guest <laughs> on Point in Conversation. So I do want to thank you. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Where can people find you on the net? This is your point to tell us everything. Um, I'm pretty much Nerf, Nerf, Nerf Alice everywhere. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, and I want to know how you do it, because th those are incredible. Uh, the fact that you speed draw, or at least speed up your drawing process. How I got, I got to ask all these questions uh, off the air, because they're so incredible. So yes, please follow <laughs> Nerf Alice on TikTok, Twitch, uh, Twitter, everywhere. Please wonderful wonderful work and oh don't forget your patreon please go ahead plug your patreon if you uh love the art go by all means oh yeah um get a print every month or patreon near phallus <laughs> <laughs> so by all means yes and of course you can find this here uh at the youtube.com slash point in progress where you can find future episodes of point in conversation uh where we talk to a guest and just have an open conversation so that's what this is and uh until next time.